Hello and welcome to Ponderwell. If you're new here, it's great to have you. My name is Jillian Edwards and this podcast is a place to simply practice remembering what's true about God and what's true about us. Each episode is short and sweet and is an invitation to fill our hearts and minds with truth in the middle of our day-to-day lives. Before we begin, it is an honor to share with you that this season of Ponderwell is sponsored by Show Hope. Whether you or someone you know are beginning the adoption process or are interested in learning more about what's involved, there is a super helpful, super straightforward website powered by Show Hope. It's called howtoadopt.org. This is the perfect place to find answers, insight, and guidance for the journey ahead. Over the last few weeks, we have made intentional space together in our thought life to think on the fruit of the Spirit that we see in Galatians 5. We do this as a faith practice because we know that Isaiah 26.3 says that God will keep in perfect peace those who trust in Him, those whose thoughts are fixed on Him, those who confidently trust in Him. Another version says, perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with him. And so we steer our wild and wandering minds toward the word of God, toward truth, in practice and in pursuit and in faith, trusting that God will meet us and do the heavy lifting of transforming us thoroughly and deeply and ongoingly into people of peace, transforming us into people who don't demand to have the answers in all of life and in what's next and what will happen, all the questions in this and that, but instead to become people of presence, people of peace, people who trust in their God. Anyway, that is why we turn our thoughts toward the words we're given here in the Bible. That is why this podcast exists, and that is our hope today as we turn toward the final aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. We hang our hats not on our own strength, but on the strength of Christ that we can abide in, not our own goodness that we might have a habit of trying to conjure up ourselves, not our own human measuring sticks of how good, how well we're doing, or how self-disciplined we can be in our own strength. But instead, may we learn to abide in the Spirit of God and depend on Him as our ultimate resource, His righteousness, His enduring faithfulness. I have to go over this for myself because self-control, this aspect of the fruit of the Spirit, is at first glance just so intimidating to me, and I feel like a failure in this area. So it helps me to really ruminate and dwell on the fact that as a child of God, I don't have to depend on what I'm capable of, but I can depend on the capability of my God and lean on Him and trust in Him as I think intentionally about self-control. Anyway, now that we've spent the last few weeks slowly and simply pondering the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and today we've arrived upon self-control, the last on the list, I'd love to start a little differently today and read through the message version of Galatians 5. 
verses 22 through 26. Let these words fall fresh on us and may God himself reveal to each one of us individually his heart as we think on self-control as the fruit of the Spirit. So here we go. This is starting at verse 22. This is the word of the Lord. It says this, But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, crucified. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and another worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I hope you feel the same relief, the same deep breath I do. At first thoughts on self-control, though, in the thought structure of my own fleshly mindset, I have to admit that self-control feels the most intimidating to me. I feel just completely inadequate. I feel uncomfortably weak. But if we continue to go back to the truth, that the way a child of God lives is not by muscling through and becoming better, more acceptable as a person by whatever standard. That is the way of the world. That is striving, earning. The way a child of God lives is by coming over and over and over again to the refreshing streams of Christ, to drink deeply of all He gives. In our weakness, we are strong. So if you feel as inadequate and weak as I do when it comes to self-control, there is good news. The more we can embrace our weakness instead of trying to fix it, bringing it fully to our loving, gentle, powerful God, the more we'll get to rest in His strength. This is mysterious and transformative in the work of God. These words from 2 Corinthians chapter 12 bring great comfort in light of this. Paul remembers the words of the Lord when he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul goes on to say, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 
the dictionary definition of self-control says the ability to control oneself, in particular one's emotions and desires, or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situations. How constant must the inner conversation with God be if I am to truly be a person of self-control, a constant abiding, a constant leaning on Him, a constant confession that I truly do not have it in me, what I need to be gracious or calm or kind or whatever quality is needed at any given moment, any challenging moment where self-control is required. I don't have enough in my own tank, but when we habitually lean on the Father, confessing, I do not have this, I don't got this, but you do. Give me the grace for this moment. And I have to believe in faith that as we bring our weakness to Him, as we bring our willingness, He transforms us into people of self-control because that is the fruit of the Spirit. That is the work of God. The ability to control oneself, particularly one's emotions and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior. Lord, let us walk in step with the Spirit of God. When we feel a pull toward selfish ambition, toward being hot-headed, Lord, meet us, meet me. Calm us and calm me. Show us self-control like we've never known while showing us the evidence of your spirit. I personally confess my weakness here. I personally confess my great lacking here, but praise God who delights to fill our need. His power is made perfect in weakness. If only we bring our empty cup to our loving Father and let Him fill it. If only we stumble to the same streams of His mercy once again and again and again, knowing there is not judgment but love. Maybe today, our one movement forward in prayer can be this, to prayerfully, in conversation with God, openly wonder, what area in my life might God want to surprise me and show me where His Spirit can produce self-control in me as I willingly bring myself forward to Him? May we have the faith to ask this question today. Thanks for listening, and I hope today's episode has steered your train of thought even the slightest bit towards surrender and away from striving. I want to invite you to subscribe and leave a review if you'd like to help other people find this podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at Ponderwell Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Jillian Edwards, and I'll talk to you soon.